Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to dominate your career, then you are in the right place. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker. And Monica Marquez, ex-Googler, diversity expert, and senior corporate leader. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Welcome to the Beyond Barriers Habits and Hack Show. Have you ever struggled with self-doubt that's got in the way of your success? Well, that's exactly what we'll help you with on today's show, where we'll share with you exactly how to overcome self-doubt and limiting beliefs. So today we'll talk about imposter syndrome. Did you know that in the U.S., 70% of people say that they suffer from this thing called imposter syndrome? So Monica, tell us, what is imposter syndrome? Well, to put it simply, it's the experience of feeling like a phony, feeling like you don't belong and any accomplishments that you've achieved are you chalk it up to dumb luck, Mm -hmm. like you were in the right place at the right time um, and you don't really embrace that accomplishment as being your own. So imposter syndrome isn't something new. It's not this brand new Mm -hmm. phenomenon. Um, You may have heard people start talking about it more and more, but it's actually been around since the 1970s. Two psychologists, um, Susanna Imes and uh, Pauline Rose Clance, coined the term imposter syndrome back in the 70s when they were really doing research around high-achieving women. So it was really attributed to high-achieving women. But over the course of the years, the past few decades, um, it's been more widely recognized that all genders experience imposter syndrome. Mm. And it has negative implications because it creates this self-doubt where at the end of the day, you pass up opportunities. You may not take that stretch assignment because you have imposter syndrome that you aren't ready for it. Or in some cases, it diminishes your self-worth and you may leave money on the table or not negotiate strongly for yourself um, for opportunities that present themselves. So it's really like this thing that gets in the way of your success, even though you are already successful. Exactly. (laughs) So it's despite evidence. So you may have tons of evidence of success, but you still, for whatever reasons, don't attribute that to your own merit. You think Mm. that it is because of other reasons that you made these accomplishments. So how does, um, is there a way for someone to spot whether they are struggling with imposter syndrome, that that's something in their way? Yes. Well, there are five archetypes that present themselves in imposter syndrome. So since the the 1970s research, there have been other scientists that have, and psychologists that have dug a little deeper and they've identified five archetypes. Mm-hmm. And when I share the names that they've given these archetypes, it's probably going to resonate with you because I can tell you I probably embrace every single <laughs> one of them. And I and I'm having to you know, I have to like you you name it and you're like, okay, I know what's showing up right now and I've got to get rid of it. So the first archetype that presents itself a lot is the superwoman or superman. Mm. And this is the persona that presents itself. um, And a lot of the times what they describe it as is the person who has to be the first one in and the last one out. Mm. They really are looking for the validation of they work really hard. And so they are making sure that they are visible and that people know that they're the first one in and the last one out and almost The danger in it is that they're burning the candle at both ends Mm. and they're always seeking the validation. And 
one of the keys or the cures to this is that don't seek others validation, you know, seek your own validation and put boundaries and don't necessarily Mm -hmm. be the first one in and the last one out. Just really focus on doing really hard work, but not really for anybody else's cause. I think this is one that I believe a lot of women will probably relate to. Yes. Of our innate nature to want to put in all the extra effort. And sometimes it's with diminishing return Mm -hmm. beyond the point where you even need to put in that effort simply because you don't want to be seen as doing less. Right, right. When ironically, you're doing way more than you need to. Right, exactly. Absolutely. The second archetype is the perfectionist. And I mean, I suffer from this. I think a lot of people suffer from this. But the irony about the perfectionist archetype is that they are the biggest procrastinators Mm. because they spend way too much time trying to make sure that it is absolutely perfect. And sometimes they will blow deadlines or sometimes they will just push it as far as they can till the deadline because they want to make sure that they get it done perfect. And in some cases, they, you know, it's analysis paralysis. They take too much time and then they don't really have a very thought out product, whatever it is the outcome is. Um, and the other is, is that there's never really a right time. They always are trying to find mm-hmm. the exact right time. And in many cases, we know for lots of situations, there's never the perfect time. Right. There's never, there's, you know, there's always the perfect storm, but never the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the perfectionist really needs to kind of just loosen up a little bit and know that there's never the right time and that they need to just get something out, uh, out there. But perhaps also that, not just the right time but also not uh, always aiming for this perfect result that stops you from taking risks or trying new things and being okay with failing right well because what the perfectionist is forgetting is that there's there is a lot of value in trial and error or Mm. kind of like the iterating iterating and and things like that they want to put out a product and it be perfect from the get-go and that's never going to happen. There's always going to be improvement and involvement. Mm-hmm. So they need to remind themselves about that and just get something out and know that they can iterate and iterate till it eventually becomes the best product, maybe not the perfect product, but the best outcome that they can have. Right. Well, in, in this day of innovation, it's so important to have that mindset of continuous evolution mm-hmm. as opposed to perfection that occurs once and it's the right. lowest standard because where do you go from perfect? Exactly. When in reality, you have to keep evolving constantly now. So for a perfectionist, that mindset of not aiming for perfection, but constantly looking at how can you keep growing and right. learning and keep getting better Yes, as opposed to being perfect. Yes. And then the third archetype that presents itself is what they call the natural genius. And I can relate to this because I remember growing up and just having a knack, you know, for school. I did really well in school in good grades. And you're always being told, oh, you're so smart and you, you know, it just comes easy. And so sometimes for natural geniuses, um, things come easy to them. And so they then anticipate everything to be easy. And so the first time that they experience something that's not easy, they see themselves as a failure. And it's like, mm. ugh, like I'm, I'm. Why don't I already yeah, know? Why this? don't I know this already? And it's one of those things that um, can really stunt their their growth because they have this fixed mindset that they already know everything. And instead, they need to embrace the idea of continuous learning or maybe just in time learning, right? So that they can move on and just learn mm-hmm. more and um, continue of just building the skills so that things can continue to be 
maybe easy, maybe not effortless, but easier. And so natural geniuses tend to um, really think about why don't I know it now? And the first time that I do it, I need Mm -hmm. to do it right. And so they need to stop beating themselves up and realize that in this day and age with technology continuously changing Mm -hmm. and iterating, there's never going to be, you know, a a situation where they're going to know everything already because everything is changing. So really understanding that, you know, embrace that just in time learning. Yeah. Well, I can see how this particular archetype would be really challenged by the pace of change today. Mm -hmm. I mean, skills are getting outdated every 18 months. In fact, even less time right as we look at that and so every time you've got to learn a new skill if you think why don't i already know this or i'm not as good because i'm just starting out that would really prevent you from embracing that growth mindset of going from all knowing to always learning Mm -hmm. so the fourth archetype is what originally they called the rugged individualist um now they refer to it as the soloist but this is the persona that comes in and wants to solve everything by themselves um, for two reasons. One, they're afraid that if they ask questions, Mm -hmm. then then people are going to think that less of them, that they don't know what they're doing or they're not competent. So they want to just figure it out on their own. Mm -hmm. And the downfall with that is that it takes more time rather than, you know, leveraging their network or their peers or whoever to ask questions or to tap into other resources it takes them double, triple, even quadruple the amount of time because they're doing all of this research and trying to figure it out on their own. Um, and they may not come out with the best outcome or the find the best result at the end. So the soloist is the person who just kind of isolates themselves and doesn't ask questions when they should be asking questions and need to just learn to step back and leverage their network, leverage the people around them. Um, because do they also struggle with delegation? They do. So that that's that's a really good point. They are afraid to let go of things because they also have that concept of, well, if I want it done right, I have to do it myself. Uh-huh. So it's one of those things where you have a little bit of the perfectionism coming in because they want to get mm-hmm. it done right or they just don't want to delegate. Um, so at the end of the day, you just have to learn to leverage your network, trust other people, delegate Mm -hmm. and know that you're being more efficient and because of that diversity of thought you're bringing in you're going to have a better solution at the end and the fifth archetype that presents itself is that of the expert and the danger of this one is that this person also suffers a little bit from the analysis paralysis or needing to know everything because they are the ones who need every single certification or they need to be able to check the box on every single requirement or skill on the job description. And they won't basically raise their hand for an opportunity unless they think that they have all of the skills required. Sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So a lot of women suffer from this where, um, you know, statistics show that men will raise their hand if they have 60% of the skills down. They're like, I'll figure the rest out, right? They do embrace that idea of just-in-time learning. But women always feel like they need 100% checked off before they put their Mm -hmm. name in the hat. And it ends up in missed opportunities and missed results. And so the expert also finds themselves in situations where if somebody asks them a question because they have the degrees and all the accolades and all the certifications, if somebody comes to them and asks them a question and they can't answer it, then they think, oh my God, I'm a failure. They're going to think that I'm less than or 
I'm a fraud. And then that self-doubt creeps in and everything spirals downward. And instead, realizing that, no, I, you know, have all of these degrees and all of this expertise and this knowledge. Let me think a little bit and then be able to say, you know what, that's a really good question. Let me do a little bit of research and I'll come back to you. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, they will come back with an excellent answer. But instead, they spiral because they feel like they need to know the answer right then and there because they're the expert. So it sounds like the expert in their minds is competing with Google. <laughs> exactly, right? If you can like type in type in a question they think and they must have an answer for everything. Right. Yes. Or if they don't, they're not good enough. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. So this is fascinating to really understand the history uh, and the scientific research behind mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, but also understanding how many different ways we sort of Mm self-sabotage. This really uh, makes me think about that quote by Susie Kassam that doubt will kill more dreams than failure ever will. Yes. It's so much of that where we are hurting ourselves because of self-doubt and this imposter syndrome. So now we get it. Now we Mm -hmm. get what this is. The big question is, is it curable? <laughs> How do I get over it? Well, I can't say that it's curable. It's it's something that you've got to manage um, every day of your life. Similar to your weight, right? Some days you have good days, bad days. You have your you know ups and downs. But um, imposter syndrome is something that once you recognize it and you kind of see one of those five archetypes or personas creeping up, you can name it and you can say, okay, superwoman, like get out of here. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to set boundaries. Um, and the same thing for, you know, anything that, that creeps up like the perfectionist or when you find yourself not wanting to delegate saying, okay, you know, the soloist or the rugged individualist is showing up. Let me like, you know, quash them and invite people right. in. So just remember though, if you're suffering from imposter syndrome, why don't you flip it and think about it? You're in great company because imposter syndrome was really, it really impacts pe- high achieving people. Right. So at the end of the day, you're a high achieving person and this is why you're dealing with imposter syndrome. And just think of it of, you know what? I am a high achieving person and I will get through this. I would not have imposter syndrome if I wasn't high achieving. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's sort of evidence by, of saying that I am actually high achieving. Absolutely. So Monica, that was fantastic. Um, so what are your favorite habits or hacks for imposter syndrome? And it looks like you checked the box on every single one of those archetypes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so how do you deal with it? I, you know, it, it's it's one of those things, like I said, you you have to manage it every day or every situation. Um, I find it creeping up a lot more sometimes when I change roles or, um, you know, get a new promotion or there's a brand new project that maybe I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep those things in check. And sometimes what I do is I go back to my greatest hits list. Mm. And this is my favorite hack. And what it is, is that you write things down or you mentally make this list of all of the accomplishments and the things that you're most proud of that you've accomplished in your career. And it can be from high school onward or whatnot. Um, And then in those moments where you don't feel like you are cut out for the job or you can't do it or you're wanting to basically give somebody else credit, you push play on that list and you play it over wow. in your head that you've done all of these things. Look at all of these things you've accomplished and you've always come out on top. You're always, you know, you find yourself standing up 
So know that you're going to get through it. And, you know, sometimes I have to put that greatest sit on repeat, <laughs> but it, it does help you get through there. Like, you know what? I can do this. Like I've done X, Y and Z. Like this isn't any different. I'm just going to push forward with all the confidence and I'm going to keep all of these different archetypes that pop up at bay. That's really cool. So uh, I didn't realize that I was subconsciously doing this, but mm -hmm. I actually have um, on my phone uh -huh. uh, in my photo album, I've got a favorites folder mm -hmm. and it's um, all my greatest achievements. And mm -hmm. I've got pictures of me receiving awards or being recognized or being uh, featured in a magazine or even quotes or notes from people that mm -hmm. uh, s s uh, you know noted a particular uh -huh. milestone of mine and just being able to see that on my phone it's it's uh, I didn't realize that but I often look at that especially when I need that extra boost of confidence or reinforcement and a reminder of how many things I've achieved and so it gives me the confidence to go forward and take that next big leap. I love that. I mean, I need to upgrade to the digital version of the greatest hits list. So I think I'm going to do that. Pictures. I need yeah. pictures. Pictures. Yeah. Yes. So another hack that I like is also, and you've probably heard it before, the elevator pitch. This is a little different. You really want to have an elevator pitch in where you get comfortable talking about yourself and the accomplishments you've had. And how are you going to describe yourself to somebody when they've, they ask, you know, who you are, uh, what you've done, you know, what your career is about that you have this uh, description of mm -hmm. yourself that is powerful, that talks about your accomplishments, that, it, you know, embraces those. And, you know, they help, it helps define you and you can speak about it with confidence. And it does take practice because sometimes you can cross that line of, you know, it's an art, right? The art of yeah. self-promotion. So you want to be able to maybe toot your horn, not blow it. <laughs> um, so at the end of the day, people walk away of like being really interested and just impressed with what you've shared with them. That's a fantastic recommendation because I've witnessed that so often at, mm -hmm. you know, dinner parties or at a social networking event where you're suddenly amongst influential people and you yourself are high achieving, and yet when it comes your turn to introduce yourself, um, you just introduce yourself with your name and perhaps your title and the company you right. work with, which really doesn't do justice to capture your story and your greatness mm -hmm. with simply a title, no matter how impressive that title may be. So being able to script your life story, your uh, accomplishments, and your value to the world in a 30-second elevator pitch that not only expresses that to other people mm -hmm. makes you feel great about yourself exactly that's fantastic okay everyone so here's your homework for the week pick one habit or hack from the show today and then share with us on instagram exactly what action you took and perhaps what uh, imposter syndrome uh, archetype you might be and exactly what type of action you're taking to overcome it and be sure to tag us so we can highlight you in our future episodes Visit I Am Beyond Barriers for show notes and resources referenced in this episode. See you next week. Thanks for listening. There are thousands of podcasts out there, and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com, where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources referenced in this episode. And be sure to take the quiz on the website. Your score will tell you where you are, what helps you gain momentum, and what holds you back. You'll also get a free guide with cutting-edge career strategies. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your comments and topic suggestions on IamBeyondBarriers.com, and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast, or just tell a friend about it. 
See you next episode. 